Listen to this episode so you can learn how to eliminate distractions. Let's get it done. This is the Come Up Steps to Success podcast with your hosts, James Lawson and Courtney Steven. All right, so distractions. What what can be a distraction? I'm glad you asked because I was just thinking about it and you could really sum it up as people, places, or things. In other words, pretty much anything could be a distraction. All right, so before we get into that, let's talk about our weekly win. Ooh, ooh, let me get this. Let me get this one. All right. So a couple weeks ago, we bought a chandelier for the dining room and I tried to put it up, failed miserably. It was just a lot of hours spent and a lot of uh, broken up foam all over the ground. And you know how that gets. So yep. it was it was a great learning experience, but it didn't end the way I wanted to. So round two, we got a chandelier for the kitchen. And this time I got a little bit more experience under my belt. And we put that thing up there and it looks beautiful. So I'd like to pat myself on the back for growing as a handyman and uh, taking on that task and bringing her down. Man. That's a great, great win right there. That's a great win. Uh, My weekly win is I had a conversation, a great conversation. So we interviewed uh, Vince Luciani last week and the legacy coach. And I I gave him a call this week, you know, to kind of just ask him some questions. And he gave me some valuable information that allowed me to grow as a person, but also allowed me to make some steps forward in uh, a lot of the business ventures that we have. So that would be my weekly win, which is just connecting with somebody and just having that great conversation that can move you forward in life. Those are rare. Those are few and far between. So you definitely got to recognize them. Definitely. So, Courtney, what is the comment of the week? So this one's coming to us from Instagram and Funky Mama 17 says, this is awesome. I am sure I'll listen to it again. I'm definitely going to work on being my own best friend. So simple. But something I need to work on. Thank you for the inspiration. Big red heart. Thank you. Thank you. Funky mama. Appreciate you listening. Everybody, if you want to get featured on the comment or the review of the week, make sure that you go check us out. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Leave a review. Five stars if you like it. Or you can find us on Instagram. If you're wondering what episode she was referring to, that is the last episode. Episode 14, The Legacy entrepreneur. So now we can actually get right into it. People, there's people around all the time, friends, family, coworkers, random people that you meet on the street, strangers. What are some examples or some ways that they can distract us and what can they distract us from that's actually important? Well, I think we got to we got to start from the beginning and, and answer that second question first. What is it that people are distracting you from? Really, It depends who you are and what you're trying to get done, but we're all dealing with distractions as in, you know, not getting your, not reaching your deadlines or not finishing the task that you started or not returning a phone call or, you know, not being present in a conversation. There's different situations, but distractions are attacking us 24, 7, 365. So there's a lot of different scenarios that you really got to address. This is pretty general topic, but I think it affects everybody hundreds of times a day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, One thing that you mentioned in there was, you know, paying attention in a conversation. I know that's something that's a problem that I have sometimes. My, My fiance always harps on me 
And I know she'll she'll kick me when I say this, uh, but she's always telling me, you know, you're not listening. You're not listening. And sometimes it's because I'm in a deep thought and I'm not living in the moment. So I actually had to put uh, a word and I got this from you, Courtney, but I had to put some words on my phone so that it reminds me. And I put live in the moment. So that with every conversation that we're having, I'm, I'm trying to be very present and just listen because that's what's most important right there and right at that moment is having that conversation and being present for that. Yeah. And I feel like a big part of our distractions or getting distracted is, you know, thinking about or trying to think about multiple things. So you can actually be in a room and your mind can be somewhere completely different, you know, thinking about, dang, did I leave the stove on? Did I leave the lights on? Did I lock the door at my house? Like all different kinds of things. But really, if we're ever going to be efficient and be effective, then while we're working, while we're talking to people, while we're doing whatever we're doing, we got to put 100% of our energy into that so that we can get the best results possible. And so we can work fast. And then we could get that done and move on to the next thing. The number one, um, I would say, thing that slows people down is actually the effort it takes to transition into refocusing. You know, it's not even the fact that, yes, you're dividing your attention up between multiple things bouncing back and forth, but it's not automatic. It takes a little bit of time for you to get back in the zone and focus or refocus after a distraction. Have you ever had an experience with that? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you're working on a paper or you're working on a project and maybe you take a break and you, uh, you, you know, look at Instagram or you go on social media, any social medias, or you, you know, just a little, maybe you're on the internet. I know sometimes I'm doing research for a paper and I see a funny video on YouTube. And before you know it, 15 minutes later, I've just went down the rabbit hole. So there's definitely times where it's hard to switch back from something you've been distracted and then coming back to doing your work and then you might lose your creative flow there. I've definitely experienced that before. I find that a lot of the times you just got to really zone in and just say, yo, I'm doing this for the next 30 minutes and then take a break. Like say, I'm going to take a break after 30 minutes. So that way you schedule your break and you know, you already premeditated that that's your time that you're going to do something outside. So you can also kind of replenish your focus too, because sometimes you got to distract yourself a little bit so that you can replenish your focus. Yeah, I I like how you use the word replenish, because to me, I think the resource, I like to think of it as willpower. You know, willpower is the gasoline to your focus. Yeah. Right. And eventually you're going to run out of gas in the car, you know, so early in the morning, that's when I like to get important things done. If I really want to be creative, if I'm trying to write blogs, if I'm trying to work on my business, if I'm trying to do something, working on the online courses or whatever, I try and do a lot of that stuff in the morning because when I wake up with a fresh mind, I'm sharp and I got all of my mental resources ready to go. But by the end of the day, after I've already been laboring over things, I've been problem solving, I've been dealing with stress, I've been, you know, holding conversations and balance, juggling a bunch of things in my head. At the end of the day, I don't have those same cognitive resources. So I'm more prone to get distracted and I'm... I struggle to get in that creative zone more at the end of the day when I'm tired. So, yeah, I think you got to really set yourself up for breaks where you can replenish, where you can rest, but also um, just set your whole day up so that you don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to feel distracted when you need to do the most important work. Mm. Yeah, I feel you there. 
I want to kind of go back to uh, uh, a little bit where we were talking about earlier, and that's kind of being distracted by your thoughts. Like, you know, you said being present in the moment with a conversation. What are some things that we could do to kind of refocus ourselves and to pay attention? Because it's very important because you could be in a meeting, you can be in, uh, you know, having a discussion with somebody. And sometimes your thoughts kind of make you wander because you're maybe you're thinking about what you're going to say to the in response to that person. And that can really, you know, those are skills that and even in interviews, you know, listening to the entire question and then answering the question. What are some things we can do to kind of focus in when we're in a moment we're having a conversation? Well, if we're in a meeting or an interview, anytime when we're in a formal setting, when we're going to have to be talking with people or listening to a presentation, I always, always, always rule number one, recommend bringing a pen and paper. And that's different than bringing your phone because your phone can do a thousand different things. And a lot of them are distractions. But when you bring a pen and paper, generally you can be present in that moment, digesting the information and in whatever shorthand you've developed to write quickly you can write down your thoughts as they come to you and then get back to the focus of, you know, the the advice at the moment instead of holding on to that one thought of, OK, well, I'm going to follow up with this question. And all the while, while you're focusing on building, you know, your follow up question, you're missing all the new information that's still coming out. So when you write that thing down, you might jot it down just, you know, mm-hmm. a key word. And then you can come back to that after, write down five, six key words. Okay, that's going to jog your memory. Then when you do have a turn to raise your hand or to add your input, you're going to be able to hit your points, but still have the context of the rest of the conversation. So I feel like bringing a pen and a paper, for me personally, that helps me a lot. So, I mean, that's a very interesting point. Now, I want to ask you about, you know, events and opportunities and getting projects completed because in a lot of sense a lot of times uh, we have something to do but you know our friend asks us to go somewhere or you know there's like a movie that's coming out you want to really you want to be in the wave or you know maybe there's a you know whatever it might be there's something that is an option but you have something to get done and then a lot of times saying yes to those events can be a distraction what are some things that we can practice to kind of start saying no more well I think you got to start with your priorities. What is the most important thing to get accomplished? And a great book is The One Thing. And in that book, they talk about what one action can I take so that everything after this point is either easier or unnecessary. So if going to the movies doesn't make anything else easier or unnecessary, then that's not a priority for you. You really need to think about how you can get job X done faster so you can move on to the next thing, right? So I don't know, how would you approach that if you know you've got certain priorities and people are trying to pull you away from those because they might not understand how those priorities fit into your life? How do you deal with you know, the people on the outside who are pulling you off course? Yeah, um, kind of what you said is know what your priorities are. Uh, I usually have a certain amount of things that I want to get done in a day. And if I don't get any of those things done, I actually will not go out because I don't want to reward myself. Now, there are some exceptions um, if it's, you know, the fiance saying, hey, you know, we need to take some time off and go somewhere. I'll make an exception. 
But if it's something that I really know is not going to add to uh, something that I've called life forces, you know, things that get me going. So family, um, you know, getting closer to uh, the goals that I've set for myself, then I'll really stay away from it if I haven't completed the things that I want to get done that day. Right, right. So you set an agenda well in advance. Uh, And aside from just having your priorities, you got a schedule. Yeah. So that definitely adds structure. I think whenever you have structure and a plan, it's easier for you to, in the heat of the moment, make those decisions because you don't want to make decisions based on emotion. You don't want to make decisions while your willpower is low. You want to set the plan while you have clear eyes. And then when something pops up, the outcome has already been determined because you reasoned it out earlier. So it's easier for you to just say, no, I'm going to do this because that's what you had set up already. Yeah. And, you know, somebody told me that um, people complain and say they don't have enough time, but it's really that you don't prioritize your time because you always have time to get certain things done. So, you know, that time that you take away to play 2K or, you know, you watch, uh, you know, a a show on Netflix and it ends up being two, that's time that you could have used to work on any of the projects or goals or, uh, you know, things that you you say are important to you. That's time that you could have spent doing that. So I I think that when you do have those things, like I said, you set it apart and say, this is what I want to get done today. If you haven't gotten that thing done, it's easier for me, I find, to say no, because I'm like, I haven't done this. So why would I do that? Why would I go reward myself by, you know, going out to grab some beers or something like that? Right. And I mean, it's easy to fool yourself, but sometimes you need to get a little help. So they even have these apps you can download that will track how much time are you spending on the Internet, on your computer or How often do you unlock your phone and go to certain apps? Then when you see the statistics, it'll really put things in perspective for you. And then even from there, you can limit your access to, say, Facebook or whatever it is that may be distracting you, at least in the the technology side of it or access from social things that are, in essence, other people trying to distract you. So you could use technology to help you say no to more things also. Yo, do you have any examples of those? Because I'm trying to throw those in the show notes. <sighs> Let me just Google it real quick. All right. So while while Corey, you Google some apps, we'll, add, we'll definitely include those into the show notes. Let's get into the next thing that I want to discuss, which is when there are just so many things around that are just so distracting. You're at your workspace. You want to get some things done. And then you see your phone, it goes off. Or you see something, you start reading it, and it just takes away some time. I know that that's definitely something that at my workplace we talk we talk about. You know, it's called a wipe down Wednesday. Clear out your desk. Uh, are there some things that you know you have you practice that you do to kind of focus in when you're at your workspace? I love to have a clean workspace. Me personally, I want to know where everything is. I want to have it in order. I want to have the things that I need most often readily available. And it just helps me from fidgeting because when the desk is dirty, if I hit a rough spot, I can sneak a break by trying to clean everything up and tell myself that it's okay because I'm cleaning. But reality, all I'm doing is procrastinating. (laughs) So so I just try and uh, keep a clean workspace, man. It makes a huge difference for me. But I don't know. What do you do to try and optimize the places where you're trying to get things done? Do you go to a certain space or do you have a certain setup that you like to do? To be honest, I just work wherever I feel comfortable. So 
I'm not going to lie, though. I feel when I'm at like a library or and there's, uh, you know, distract like people in the background talking or there's music in the background. I find that I'm able to focus more and actually get more work done. Um, but then there are times where, you know, maybe I'm just uh, in my room and it's been a bad week and, you know, I haven't really cleaned up a lot and I will get some work done, but I can also notice that I'm not as efficient because I will kind of, you know, wander off to my phone or wander off to something else. And I feel like there is a correlation between having a cluttered room and having a cluttered mind. Uh, you know, there's a, I know there's definitely literature, uh, in psychology that talks about this. Definitely. And just a little update on what we were talking about earlier. There are a bunch of apps that you can use to track how much time you're spending on your electronics. And one app is called Toggle. Costs about $5 a month. It's for Apple, Android and desktop. And that lets you start a timer. And basically when you're done, it will track how much time you've been consuming with your digital addictions. And then you've got another app called Rescue Time, which is also for Apple, Android, and desktop. Similar, but um, it lets you track time away from the computer too. So just to kind of see the full spectrum, but you can pick out a bad email or Facebook habit, as they say on the website through this app. And then another one is called Break Free. So really, if you throw it in a Google search, there'll be a bunch of resources, but we'll post them uh, short list for you in the show notes. Yeah, I love how uh, you can just Google almost anything and you'll just find it. And a lot of times Google provides the, the answer. And a lot of times Google provides the biggest distractions. Yes, exactly. Oh, man, that is so true. I guess the last thing we can really talk about right now is what are some personal things that you do to eliminate distractions? My number one favorite thing that I do when you see me walking around, I look like I look like Gary V sometimes because I always got my AirPods in, but I like to listen to music. Now, not everybody can concentrate with music playing. So a great way to you know circumvent that issue is to play instrumental music, something that doesn't have lyrics or doesn't really have a lot of lyrics, because eventually it's just like white noise and it blanks out all other sounds and possible distractions that you can hear. So you get in that zone and you kind of just lock in on what you're doing and forget about time and whatnot. Just feel the beat until you don't even notice it. But that's my that's my secret weapon. That's my study technique. That's my deep work routine. Listening to some instrumentals. How about you, though? I like that. That's that's, that's really good for like the day to day, the day to day operations, because I like to listen to music, too, when I'm getting work done. But for me, my one thing that I like to do. Um, it's more so on a on a on a bigger scale in the sense I'm looking at my long term goals and that's just like tracking my progress. I like to see how close I'm getting to my yearly goals every three months uh, because I find that, you know, if businesses do it, why not for your own personal goals? You got to treat it like a business. Uh, I think you I for me. I like to just keep track and say, okay, am I getting closer? And then if I see that, what can I do to get better? Or maybe I'm doing something that's outside of my goals. And I realize that's been taking up a lot of time. So those are some things that I like to do to eliminate distractions. So when you set a goal, do you set, um, I know a lot of times people set deadlines for where they should be finished, but do you like to set milestones along the way where you can 
see if you're on track to hit that final end date or do you not always have to break down your goals like that? Uh, no, I do like selling my, I do like setting milestones. I think it's very important to set milestones because again, it, it allows you to know, like, even if you're, even if you make like a lofty goal, if you set those milestones, it allows you to know, are you putting in uh, the right amount of time, the right amount of effort? Is your process working? Uh, do you need to do something different? It allows you to just go back and reevaluate because a lot of times when you're just heading forward, heading forward, heading forward, forward, you don't look back and say, oh, what is it that I can do better so that I can save time or be more efficient. And I think one thing too is when you have those goals written down and you review them so frequently, it stops you from adding more things onto your plate. Because I find, especially with entrepreneurs, one big major uh, drawback of being creative is wanting to get on every new shiny project. So sometimes if you understand the depth of where you're at and you know the immediate next step to take, you're not as lured into getting on that next thing and starting that next thing because you already know exactly what you're doing and what the plan is for the current project at hand. Man, most definitely, most definitely. So I think we should now, you know, sum it up and give our three steps on how to eliminate distractions. All right, all right. So I'll hit them up first. Number one, make your goals visible. So I like to write my goals on a whiteboard so that I know exactly what I want to get accomplished. That way, I know exactly what I want to do every single day that I wake up. So I can say, which is going to point number two, which is say no. If I haven't accomplished something and I know that's something that I need to get done, I'm, not, I'm going to say no to things that are going to distract me. So I'm going to say no to events or I'm going to say no to uh, you know going to play 2K if I know I have something that I need to get done. So number three is track your progress. I'm going to keep track of my progress and keep make sure that I'm taking steps towards completing my goals because that's going to keep me focused and allow me to say do number two better, which is say no. So from the top, make your goals visible. Number two, say no. And number three, track your progress. Courtney, what are your three steps? Three big ways that you can eliminate distractions. Number one, get your rest. It's all about the willpower. And if you're running out of the will to win, then you need to recharge your batteries. So make sure that you get your rest. Number two, clear your workspace. It's easiest to get things done when the only thing in front of you is your work. So when you have a chance to free up all of the space that you're going to be in, clear it of distractions, clear it of things that could pull you off of the task at hand, you're going to set yourself up for success. And three, listen to instrumentals. Now, I don't know what type of music you like, but I guarantee you there is something out there for everybody. It might be jazz. It might be deep house. It might be hip hop instrumentals. But whatever it is, find some music that you could drown out all the noise with and just get in the zone. So from the top, get your rest, clear your workspace and listen to instrumentals. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find the Come Up podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. The greatest compliment you could give us is to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher. This will also help us get in front of more people. And you can connect with us on Instagram at The Come Up Podcast. Don't forget to visit us online at thecomeuppodcast.com for a detailed summary from every episode all the way back to number one, including resource links and downloadable bonus content. Ah!